Hi, Libby. How are you? You there? I'm here, Jess. Oh, hi. But How I don't. You, I am. I oh. am too. Oh, well, I think, hello. I think I was recording my own for a few minutes there. <laughs> I, I accidentally pressed you on something else, Liv. Right. So you probably uh, were. Okay. Yeah. Let's have a good old chat. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks, Jess. Welcome back, Liv. Nice to be with you. Yeah, good. Everyone's probably breathing a sigh of relief, Liv, that I'm not left to my own devices again and you're here. <laughs> well, I've had a pretty, no, I'm going to choose to be positive. I've had a fabulous day. It's You've a joy a, to be here. A full day. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of those. Yep. Now I'm sitting in the car with a water bottle ready <laughs> to record. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us on the podcast. Um, You're welcome. The, the topic of, t- of this episode is around marriage. I, I've noticed there's a real world war, a world war, I should say, which is kind of destroying marriage. And it's not with weapons, but with ideas. And I think that it's so important today that we protect our marriages and we fortify them and make them strong. And um, it's a real problem that, I mean, one in three marriages end in divorce. Um, we need to make great marriages and we need to learn to love our spouse if that, you know, if that's what it takes is to really love them and understand them. I mean, the honeymoon period only lasts for so long. Um, And I'm thinking, Chris, and we thought you would be a great person to have on our podcast. You've been married. Yeah, you're welcome. You've been married for almost 20 years. That's right. You've seen many seasons, I imagine, in that time. Um, we have indeed. Positive and negative. Um, we thought we could pick your brains for a little while. Well, <laughs> I, can, okay. I can tell you. It's fine. I can tell you a few things that work for us, but obviously every relationship, you know, needs to be tailored to the two people in it. Yes. Um, I, I think... Um, you need to be authentic with each other from the beginning. Mm. I think you need to have um, respect for one another and respect for each other's independence and individuality as well as your togetherness. Um, I, think, I think another big thing is that, that we really need to espouse is the fact um, or, or that he- healthy couples believe in the permanence of marriage and I think, you know, if we love each other and invest in each other, um, in any strong marriage, um, couples expect to face challenges together and, and are willing to do whatever it takes to make that marriage work. It's not just, you know, a flippant, a flippant affair. Um, mm. You need to stick it out in the tough times and to be flexible to give and take um, yeah. whatever that before and those tough times can come I mean I know I was watching 24 hours in emergency last and this one episode was on this guy he was I think he was about 28 he had a heart attack at a hockey match he was playing and the the wife was saw that he didn't look right on the on the ice and she's there banging on the glass trying to get in saying look at my husband and as it turns out, they'd only been married a week. 
Oh, my gosh. You think, you know, tough times you expect them to come in marriage, but this is a week in. I mean, oh, that's a oh, big yeah. call. Mm. And, and I think I think the crux of sticking it out is through a number of things and the things that have worked for us is communication, no matter what, what whether it's communicating your joys of the day, whether it's, you know, downloading after something's troubling you, whatever, you keep that communication open and, yeah. um, and never hide anything um, from one another, except if it's a Christmas present. But, um, you know, like, I think you, you just need to have that consistency of communication from the beginning and also consistency of values, um, mm. especially, especially respect of each other's values if they don't quite align with each other, that there is that respect there. And right. especially when you um, face things like um, parenting, I think you, you need to have your values system worked out from, from the very beginning and, and share that appreciation and, and communication and consistency from the beginning. Hmm. I remember uh, going back to what you just said there, we're respecting each other's values because my dad is a convert and I remember mum saying that he never stopped her from practising her faith. He let yeah. her do that and I thought that was such a, a noble thing for him mm. to do. Well, I think, I think you, um, it's really such a special thing to share your spiritual outlook um, and I don't mean that necessarily that it has you have to be the same denomination as one another, but respect for each other's faith mm-hmm. um, of utmost. And I, I, you know, I've seen that with your mum and dad. I've seen it with my mum and dad. And I, I just think um, spiritual intimacy builds for a very strong foundation. And and I don't think that has to be necessarily, as I said, the same denomination. Just respect of. Mm. Yeah, it's you're, true. You're... One of our, um, some of our good friends, um, one is Catholic and one's not, but if ever he can't make it to Mass with the children on Sunday, she'll always take them. Mm. And I've always just right. really been impressed by that, mm. like just respect for her husband. Yeah, and I, I think, I think um, sharing a spiritual element to your relationship um, really, really um, is very helpful in in the dark times of relationships too, whether it's um, through illness or, or worse. Um, and, and I think sharing that, um, that values base and, and sharing a worldview together that similar yeah. values um, builds for a very, very strong relationship. And I know that I've really appreciated that in, in our relationship. So mm. I think, that's a big thing because it, it, it inherently brings unity to your yeah, relationship yeah. and to your parenting and your attitudes to life. And I think you pass that back into your children. And in turn, we have gained that um, unity by, by our, our own parents showing us um, very solid relationships in their marriage. Mm. True. I think... Um, as well as that, you know, to have a, well, obviously every relationship, there's a physical attraction at the start and, you know, as it's extremely important right through your marriage, but it is that superficial level at the beginning of a relationship, hmm. but it's an emotional connection 
that creates that longer lasting love and it's something that I think we all have to work on and um, you know an emotional connection is is formed by feelings and we have to work on that constantly and I think by continuing to um, well one to know their love language which I know you'll bring up later Jeff but also to um, to date them to continue to date them because like after our children leave home, we're with each other for another 50 years. And if we don't know them and we don't continue to um, to love them and, and to learn and to get to know them constantly, mm. we'll be left with a stranger at the end of our life. So it's just important. Well, at to, the end of our parenting. we'd be Yeah, at the end of our parenting, mm. I should say. Yeah. So I think it's important to continue to date them. Um, yeah. I know, I know, Jess, you and Pat are, awesome at um getting away for weekends and well as i um, discovered that is his love language <laughs> quality yeah. quality time quality oh. time and and i've always um you know that's really impressive and i know you go on a date night once a week or so mm. and that's great and it's not good um, for the waistline but it's good for the relationship <laughs> every date comes with a bottle of wine i'm sure <laughs> um and, you know, that's that would be great if you could talk about that. But, um, you know, on the flip side, not everyone can do that, whether they've got young children or finances don't allow. But I think we have to find um, opportunities, you know, big opportunities to get away for one day, even if it's one day on a weekend, yeah. um, get some babysitters, get away. But if you can't manage that, just go and have a couple with them or, or go for a walk or yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that, Jess? What do oh, you I totally agree. I um, It's hard. It's really hard to get away. But I think mm. um, just being with each other, um, just being not having any other distractions and getting to know them because you need to get to know them. I mean, the kids get in the way, in, not in a bad way, but, I mean, they're involved. They, they take up your time. They take up your energy. But if you just remove yourself from that situation and spend a day, 12 hours, but 24 hours is, is I thoroughly recommend, um, mm. just to reconnect, to be able to um, appreciate each other and to create that um, intimacy, I suppose, because it's hard in, in the day-to-day kind of yeah. busyness of life to you know, spend real quality time with each other. Yeah. It is, it is difficult. It is difficult. I was just about to say I, I admire your ability to be able to block out that date every week because I know that with our work commitments, my husband works away a lot, and mm. um, with our work commitments um, and the children's commitments, we've got six children, which a lot of people have, have children, whether you've got three or six or ten, it's still getting away and stepping away. Mm, um, yeah. I, think, I think as long as you have um, a focused quality time with each other, whether it's between midnight and 1am when everyone's suddenly in bed mm-hmm. or um, just sitting up that extra time and having a cup of tea, it doesn't have to be going out necessarily. It just has to be quality mm. focused time together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And I, I think, um, sorry. sorry, keep going. No, I, I read, um, I'm just laughing as, I, as we're talking about it because I remember reading a blog 
a couple of years ago and um, it was a, a young stay-at-home dad and his wife was clearly the breadwinner and but he had these two little children at home <clears throat> and he said to his wife one day, we don't get enough time with each other. And she said, but how can we? Like I work and then we've got these two little kids and we don't have babysitters because they lived interstate. So he made a pact with her that they would um, – each of them would take it in turns once a week to create a date at home once mm. the kids were there. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and this one that cracked me up, he, um, he lined up a, a life drawing um, date for them. <laughs> <laughs> was he the subject so or? He was the subject. <laughs> so he told her to wait outside the room and anyway he set up the easel and there he was in his birthday suit when she walked in oh I just cracked up laughing I mean we don't have to go to those extremes but but, but on the same same token you kind of need to create that excitement I think you not maybe not to that extent but you need to have that fun put that you know that life back into it because you get so um bogged down in in the day-to-day, I think that intentionality is really important because I think great marriages don't just happen by accident. It's that mm-hmm. small daily intention to either, you know, create that spice or to appreciate or to um, comment on, you know, something that they've done or, you know, it's that intentionality, I think, which is really important as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to do a life drawing course. I oh, no, but I think that should, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Go, Jess. A nice, I look um, forward. Now that yes. I'm an artist, I did a sip and paint <laughs> thing on Friday night. Now I can paint, not like Libby, but I gave it a red hot go. <laughs> That's good, Jess. Very good, good. Now I wanted to talk about Gary Chapman. He He's an author, he's a... Is he a marriage psychologist, I think? Yeah. He, he wrote a book on the five love languages and his premise is that when your spouse's emotional love tank is full, they feel secure in your love and they're able to reach their highest potential. But when their love tank is empty, they feel used and unloved mm. and they don't reach their potential. And he's premise is that there are five different love languages. So there's words of affirmation. So complimenting, um, he says, giving a compliment a day actually keeps the counsellor away, which I thought instead of an apple, uh, the doctor. Quality time. um, And it's not so much um, the the amount of time, but it's the focus, as you were saying, Chris, that the, the attention. Uh, receiving gifts is the third one, um, acts of service and physical touch. And um, we all have a different or a predominant love language and they're not always the same, but your partner will tend to show you affection or, or the way that they want to be loved. So they t- tend to show you how they love you through their love language, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily yours. So you kind of sometimes, until you understand what theirs is, you might feel a little bit duped, like they're not showing you that they love you. If, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, I think I think the important thing um, to remember with any of these little um, 
strategies, whether it's Myers-Briggs or Love Languages or mm. Enneagram, whatever you're talking about, I think the important thing to remember is that we all sit on a spectrum for all of them, yeah. but mm. there are dominant ones. And so, so I think there needs to be an appreciation of um, the dominant ones definitely, but also to really try and build and grow other ones so that there's an appreciation of what maybe your spouse um, is as well as yours, but try and sort of grow the others that don't come as naturally hmm. to you. Um, not, not that you can, I think that also tie, I don't think you can change someone, but you can certainly appreciate um, what they, what they um, respond to, I suppose, hmm, um, yeah. and grow together in that. No, it's true because I'm, I'm definitely um, physical touch. And <laughs> Hence the life drawing. No. <laughs> no. Hasn't been life drawing in our house yet. But no. You are the artist. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You'll scare our listeners. Um, no, I, I am physical touch and you know, I make a clear point that it doesn't have to end in the bedroom. Like I, <laughs> I do just love a snug. I just love an arm around me. I love, yeah. you know. Uh, that, that proximity again. Yeah. And sometimes I think I must drive him mad because at night when we're watching telly, I'm sort of like slumped over him <laughs> and he probably just wants a bit of space. Um, but it's funny because I know... I used to think his was words of appreciation, but I actually think his is acts of service because Paul always comments, you know, he'll always thank me for doing the ironing and thank me for dinner and he'll always help um, around the house. Hmm. And and you often, as you just said, you often do what you want, you know, hmm. and he does, he does help a lot and he does thank me for what I've done, um, whereas I just want the hug, yeah. you know. Um, but as you said, you come to realise and appreciate, you don't begrudge them for it because I, I, now yeah. I can see that that's his love language. Yeah, so if you, um, I, mean, I, I just think it's a good read just so that you can understand how they're, they're actually loving you and, yeah. and you might think that they're ignoring you or because that's not how you love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really good to be able to um, see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think on that um, in a relationship, you really have to realise too that you know you marry the person for the person they are, and don't expect that you're going to be able to change their innate ways of so, doing things. What's that Albert and, Einstein quote? Have you? Do you know that one? Not a clue. Let me let me look I it up. Know. Hang on. Yeah, keep talking, um, anyway, Chris. I'm just going to say that. You know, not to intend to change things, but together to um, grow together, I suppose, in, yeah. in, you know, and, and slowly kind of change things if you want something yeah. to change. Yeah, but, here, here, here it is. I remember when I first met Paul, he had like these like revolting mustard coloured purple, I think he had purple jeans. Oh, wowzers. And, uh, and a Hawaiian shirt. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Anyway. There's a song in that. There's got to be a song. Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the Albert Einstein quote. I remember hearing this when I was just married. It says, men marry women with the hope they will never change. 
Women marry men with the hope they will change. Invariably, they are both left disappointed. <laughs> yep. so, so true. Wow. <laughs> so don't try and change them because they're not going to change. No. No, it's true. And I think we have to um, – that podcast you sent me, I can't remember oh, the yeah. lady's name. Brooke, Brooke um, Castillo. Yeah, and she – that was really interesting. She said you have to brainstorm um, the things you love about your partner. So, you know, the physical things you love about him, the emotional things, that his, his personality, his humour, rather than harp on the negatives all the time, which we tend to do, um, to really actively think about um, and make a case for the, the things you love about that person. Yeah, because it's I so easy. Lovely. Yeah. It's so easy to um, and to see all the negatives like, you know, doesn't help, doesn't pick, you know, doesn't get these clothes in the dirty clothes basket. Mm. And, and these things are tiny, but they do grind on you. Mm. Yeah, um, but you can change all that. You can, as you said, look at the good things, change the, the, um, the narrative for, for, for all the positive things, like he's a provider or I love, she, she, she actually said she started at the top of his head and talked about how she loved his buzz cut and the, the crinkles beside his eyes. And anyway, she just went from the top of his head right down to his toes and she said, and you're all probably thinking, of course you love him because he's so good. And she said, but you, you can do that too. You can change the narrative. Look at all the good things. She said, I can also make a point for all the bad things he does. And you'll realise, you know, oh, he's such a bastard. Um, <laughs> but you have to change the narrative and, and harp on the good things, yeah. not the negative. Yeah. She also yeah. says, uh, drop all expectations except that they are there for you to love. If you can do that you would change your entire relationship. I thought, hmm. They, yeah. They shouldn't be expected to do That's it. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> but I get where she's coming from. Yeah. They're, they're only there for us to love. Mm. Even, you know, with warts and all. <laughs> Isn't <Yeah>. that lucky? <laughs> we yeah. Yeah, so true. Um, yeah, and I think I think too, uh, going back to what Chris said, you know, through the tough times too, I think you have to be willing to be vulnerable with each other because yes. uh, it's in those moments that, um, you know, you're really, um, what's the word? You know, like take, taking, yeah, taking risks um, demands trust and that's, commitment in marriage and I think to be vulnerable um do you know what I'm coming from yeah totally I think I think it's really 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 important to show your vulnerability especially if you are actually genuinely scared about something or you're genuinely Hmm. upset about something because unless they can hear where you're coming from they may not um they may not understand and naturally be empathetic towards what you're saying Mm. but at least if they see like for instance if I'm upset about something um I know that um my husband will often 
be, well, how can I fix it? And very much, you know, well, how can we, how can we solve this issue? But actually all I want is just an acknowledgement that I'm feeling this way and a hug that it's, it's not, it's just that everything's going to be okay. We're going to sort through this. Let's just take our time and whatever. But um, Mm -hmm. I think when you understand the way each other ticks in, in different situations, you can really be very, a strong force together. And I know when um, each of us go through um, times of difficulty or upset, particularly, um, I I think there's almost a partner power that comes on you and you sort of carry the other one and be the strong one for that, for that time. And I don't know, I just feel like um, you get to know each other so well through thick and thin, know who um, is who who is um, good in those situations, and sort of cover for each other a little bit in different demands of the day, or, or yeah, whatever. Well, you complement each other in different ways. That's right. That's right. I think right. we forget that marriage is an actual relationship. It's not a project, and it's not a problem to be solved. Like mm. it's, and it's through those adversities and those good moments that you kind of you that's how you grow the relationship that's right and it's through it's through thick and thin that you you do um unify and i think um through your attitudes to life and your worldview and all of that it really shows in the tough times and does build your resilience and grit towards whatever you're going to go through and then um you can look back on those times and go, i really don't know how we got through that period of time we've was so we had such high demands on us and you look back and think but we did and we did it together and it it makes future times that you're unsure of um you'll know it's going to be okay if you just communicate and keep it keep it real keep it authentic and respect each other and i think also that like intimate lovers can also be enemies and that's the reality of marriage like it, you're going to, they're going to drive you mad one minute and you're going to be head over heels for them in, in the next, that so you can't let that mm. stop you going forward. Like it, you're in it yeah. for thick and thin. You're going to have good times and bad. I mean, it, I know it sounds so cliche, but you've got to, you don't, you forget that. You think, well, yeah. once, it's, it's too easy today to, I get I know that there are really bad marriages I know there's abusive situations and we're not talking about that as such like domestic violence and things this is just Mm. that that that's a whole different ball game but just Mm. the day in day out annoyances and um, character differences and you know I think it's too easy to give up yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Have you ever asked each other um, what annoys you? <laughs> annoys them? I know. Yeah. Well, that's being vulnerable because I don't want to know. Like I have to do that. I've got to ask. I mean, I have. Yeah. But you don't like being told what's bad about you. But I think mm. it, it's like a, a a pussy wound that needs to be lanced. It has to come out. <laughs> Otherwise, it 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 doesn't heal. It just yeah, festers. But it is, it's good to, I asked one day and he said, I can't stand how you always take the tea towel off the oven and never put it back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Like, we've been married. Is that it? 
17 years and you've never told me that. Um, and <laughs> how random though, because when I cook, I always throw the tea towel over my shoulder. Me too. And I end up, you know, taking it to wherever around the house and it gets dropped off. Somewhere. I think I have like six on the go because I'm always, I yeah. have them over my shoulder and leave them places. But like something tiny like that. Well, for me, it's tiny. For him, it's a big deal. But he's never told me until recently. <laughs> but how, how something as silly I, I as that could escalate? You know, it yeah. has the potential to cause a real rift. Yeah, yeah. So it's to be, to <laughs> I, be honest. I actually reckon, Liv, if the tea towel's the worst problem, I reckon you've got <laughs> a pretty right. good. I reckon you're all right. <laughs> but you know what else he, he says I... Have a little bit of ADD, I think, because I can't sit still. <laughs> so, um, like, even even if we sit down to watch telly, I'll get out the crocheting, or I'll, you know, draw on my lap or something. He's like, "Can't you just sit?" Um, and I suppose being artistic, I'm always changing the house around. Like, you know, I'll move the lounge. You do change the your furniture, like the layout, quite frequently. Yeah. I just yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like the other the other week, I um, not the other week. It was during summer. Our neighbours went um, away for seven weeks and asked me to look after their pool. And they've got these massive, huge palm trees around their pool. And I was looking like they're huge, massive. And I was looking up one day, and you know those amazing seed pods that grow off the side of a palm tree? Mm. You know, they've yes. like, yeah. date palms. And, yeah. And um, I thought, gee, wow, one of those will look awesome on my wall. <laughs> so if you could. Climbed. If Palm you could tree. have seen me, I had I scaled the pool fence. <laughs> At first, I found a mop under their house, a mop. Then I scaled the fence and semi-climbed the palm tree with the mop. Like I, I must have looked. <laughs> if they have CCT footage, anyway, I got they probably do. Down. You know, they probably yeah, seen yeah. It. I got this palm pod down, dragged it across the street because it was pretty massive. Like this palm tree was probably twenty meters tall. And dragged it into the house and Paul said, what on earth are you doing? I said, don't worry, it's going to look fabulous on the wall. Anyway, <laughs> all my children and my husband looked at me like I had two heads. But I think it looks fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. You've got to let each other be, you know, who we are mm. and uh, just appreciate them for their idiosyncrasies. And on the odd occasion, tell them that. I, I actually thought um, I'm, I'm pleased that it was just the palm tree. I thought you had rearranged the neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of those dolphin sculptures they've got. I thought, don't tell me she took one of those. <laughs> no, no, but I scaled the palm tree with a mop. <laughs> um, this anyway, below the life coach. <clears throat> she. Mm rattle off some of the things she said that makes a good mate and she says stop trying to change your mate which we've talked about start changing your thinking and the story you tell yourself about him and I thought yeah. that was good um stop trying to control them mm. love when it's the hardest to be lo to love so it's a bit like um that Swedish proverb which is love me when I least deserve it because that's when I really need it mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true when, yeah. when they're acting up like a child, that's actually when they need you to love them the most. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's also just, um, just 
having gratitude for the little things as well in the ordinary times. I just have gratitude for the ordinary. It keeps us grounded Mm. and um, makes you appreciate actually how much good stuff is going on, even though, you know, we all say, how have you been? I've been busy or whatever. Busy is such a a word that we just use and I'm really trying to adjust what I say. And I'm I'm starting. It's a it's a funny one, but I'm starting to say it's been a productive week rather than a busy week yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it, you've got to see like we are all busy in our own way. Whether it's yeah. um, children, work, family commitments, work commitments, whatever. But um, in that, there is so much ordinary stuff that goes on. But also, I think busy we, is we like a badge of success these days like when oh I'm so busy it's 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 a shame there's not more words to describe Mm. it because I think um busy has so many connotations but when I say busy it's normally just because there are multiple dynamics going on within the house and different people need to be different places and you're a bit of a coordinator in that but I think if if um if we can just step back and go wow this week's been huge, but look what we've achieved. Or yeah, um, and that, yeah. that's that's why I like looking at something that brought you joy because it it's, makes you stop and think. Actually, there's a lot of rubbish going on, but I can take salt. You know, I can find joy in tiny things that are mundane that are happening all the time right around me, and it's it keeps you centered, as you said. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just, I was, when I was reading the Love Languages, it goes on to say, just to, to ask yourself questions like, how well do you actually know your spouse? Like, what was his childhood like? How did his father make him feel? Like, have you actually asked him these questions? What was he good at as a kid? What makes him happy? Um, mm. If you if you ever got the chance, what would you really like to do? Like, how many of us actually know the answers to these questions? Um, yeah. And it would be a good thing to do on a date night or, you know, in the car. Didn't you say a friend of yours, Liv, was about the dro- dropping off the kids are always together in the car? Yeah. she. Every time she comes, her, our sons are very good mates. And I've noticed over the last year, every time she comes to pick him up, the husband is always with her in the car. And at first I thought it was quite odd, you know, because it's only ever one of us that does the pickup. We sort of share it. You go here, I go there. But she always turned up with her husband. And then I realized they're just stealing those little moments because they have a big family too. And, you know, if it's just a car trip together, um, they're making the most of everything. Mm. And I thought that's really nice. Yeah. Well, my husband makes me run around the river every Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, that's how. Oh, I'd kill mine if he made that. <laughs> and, and wants to have a conversation while we're doing several days. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, turn the loudspeaker. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to get my toes up. <laughs> um, I know, each to their own, but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I keep harping on this emotional connection and I've just, it's just sort of slapped me in the face. I'm looking at my book here with emotional connection. And I thought that is so um, directed at the female because we want that emotional connection. Whereas blokes, 
Hmm. No, they they just well they want the emotional connection, but they're very physical too. So hmm. just have to remember that nice pair of knickers, you know, never <laughs> goes astray. No, they're visual, visual pet humans. <laughs> Yeah, they're very uncomfortable, those nice pair of knickers. <laughs> but um, it's they're so essential, though. Like we're, we're just wired differently. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Don't, don't you have a problem with your knickers, though, Liv? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you no. do. Well, Come on. I used to. I don't anymore. <laughs> well, no, what's the problem? No, my uh, my darling husband, I love a, a lovely pair of Bonds black cotton undies and they're my favourite. And, um, well, you know, I have a whole heap of them. And um, One for every day of the week. Yeah. And hubby said to me, Dal, enough with the blay. And I said, what's blay? And he said, it's those black undies that have gone grey because you've worn them so much. <laughs> so oh, I, uh, dear. <laughs> Hot footed it out and got myself a pair of pink lacy ones. <laughs> I bet they didn't. I bet they didn't last in the wash very long. They they, they get torn to shreds. <laughs> oh, oh, TMI. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. We need to delight in the other. Yeah. And we need to look go back and look at the reasons why we fell in love with them in the first place. Yeah. And and. Rekindle that if it's gone, if it's missing, or you've forgotten, and um, date your husband. I think it's a great, it's it's an exercise that you won't regret. Mm. Okay, what's brought Excellent. you joy this week, Liv? Excellent. Joy this week. I spent two days with my sick daughter at home watching Pride and Prejudice, the original, with Mr. Darcy. Woo! Loved it. She did too. Wow! Wow! I'm going to have Every, to do that. Yeah, so good. And, um, you know, I I think I told you, Jess, that there, I saw a quote after watching it and it said, I've lost it. <clears throat> All women desire Mr. Darcy. Unfortunately, I who Mr. Darcy is. <laughs> and um, so I actually asked the boys after I read that, I said, boys, do you know who Mr. Darcy is? No, nah, three no's. <laughs> Paul didn't know no. either. <laughs> no, nah, not a clue, not a clue. And Mike said to me, so, Mum, are you saying if I watch that, I've just nailed it with every woman out there? And I said, yep. That <laughs> <laughs> so way you get it, though. You've understood women if you watch that film. <laughs> What's watch. your joy, Chris? Look, my joy is right this second, it is raining outside. And it has not rained here for many, many months except mm. a few little trickles this week, but I'm actually hearing it oh, very how beautiful. Tuck yourself up really in bed and listen. Good mm. soaking rain. And, and I suppose the other joys are just seeing our children achieve their little goals that they set, you know, that they've been working towards. And one stands out for this week of my, my son who's doing the HSC, having done his... HSC music performances and um, he, he finished the show with the finale and had a standing ovation and it was just tears of joy coming down, mate. Oh, that's really it's special. It, it's a memory, a big memory. Yeah, so, how lovely. And what about you, Jess? Uh, well, spring has finally arrived in my front yard mm. after um, a very dry winter 
and I, it's full of fritters and I love it. Oh, gorgeous. It smells beautiful. Gorgeous. It looks beautiful. Yeah. That you is. always get that carpet of freesias every spring. Yeah. Beautiful. I know. It's, that's the only flowers I can grow, apparently, because they're weeds. They do, they, they do it themselves. Because <laughs> you don't have to think about no. it. No. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> All right, girls. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Chris. You are welcome. So it's lovely. nice to have a chat. Yeah. yeah, so lovely to have you and to share your wisdom of 20 years of ma- of heart, oh, not heart's log, of, of what a wonderful relationship-building exercises. <laughs> the normal reality of any relationship, isn't it? The ups, yep. the downs, the ins, yep. the outs, the triaging of important things and, and knowing what's, what's important. And I think in the end, if you've got respect for one another and have unity in your values um, and, and communication and consistency, you've got it going yeah. in the right direction. So, Great. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, guys. We need to have a chat. Okay. Have to make sure, make sure we have a coffee sooner rather than later. Perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Go All on, right, go guys. enjoy that rain. Thanks. Will do. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.